This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1327, The Difference Between 7 and 8 for Speaking. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. What is the difference between scoring band 7 and band 8 on IELTS speaking? Find out today as we break down the scoring system and share what the examiner is listening for in each of the four scoring sections. Aubrey, I'm excited for today's episode. Yes, this is going to be great. I have gotten this question from a lot of students. So I have a feeling that a lot of you out there listening are going to have this same question. Yeah, for sure. Guys, we we are the one-stop shop for everything IELTS, right? Um, explaining the difference between scores, telling you exactly what the examiner needs to hear for speaking and writing sixes, sevens, eights, nines, it's hard to get this insider knowledge anywhere else. But today, guys, we are talking about speaking and we're answering a listener question. Yes, this is going to be fantastic for any of you who read the scoring system, the IELTS scoring system, and come away more confused than you were in the <laughs> it's beginning. confusing. Because it's not that cut and dry, right? Yeah. If it says, does some of this, but not with that, and it's just not that clear. So today... We're going to clarify it. This is going to be great. Yes, exactly. All right, cool. Uh, Aubrey, can you read the student question, please? Yes, absolutely. This is from Anne Zamudio. Shout out, Anne. And she asked, how can I raise my speaking score from 7.5 to 8? Mm. I've been stuck with 7.5 for so long, and I just can't raise it up. Yeah. Oh, it's so tricky. That half band difference is, mm -hmm. it sounds so small. It's half a band, but it could be huge because there are so many factors that go into your score, right? So how do you guys know what exactly is holding you back? Well, listen up today, guys, because we're going to explain each score, fluency and coherence, pronunciation, vocab, and grammar. And what is the difference between a seven and an eight in each of those categories? categories. Yes, but first be sure you guys if you missed we had a really good episode just a couple back talking about adjectives for things being scary and even though it's after Halloween these are super useful on the IELTS exam so scroll up if you missed it and be sure to hit follow so you don't miss any of our great episodes. Yes, exactly. All right, let's get into this. So first of all guys, let's give you just an overall look at just the, the big idea, what is the difference between a seven and an eight? Aubrey noticed this just now, and I love this observation, that in so many of the, the descriptions of a seven, it says that a seven shows some great stuff, right? Some great vocab, some um, amazing sentences. And an eight shows a range or a lot of that same great stuff. So that would be just the overarching um, theme of all of these scores. But let's get into fluency and coherence first. Now, what is an eight for fluency and coherence? 
Yes, to score an eight, you will have almost no pauses. There might be a few slight hesitations. Even natives will have a few hesitations as they're speaking very naturally, but only like one to two because you're searching for a word, right? Otherwise, more than that, and your score will be lower. A seven will have more pauses and hesitations Mm -hmm. that are due to having to think of the right vocabulary. Yeah, or even grammar. You're like searching for the right verb tense or whatever. Absolutely. Um, And eight also won't repeat as much to buy time. And that's what these hesitations and pauses and ums and uhs do. They're buying time because you're thinking of the language that you want to say. That is a lack of fluency, right? having to stop what you're saying to think of the next word. Um, so what this looks like is, I'll give you an example. The castle was, was it, it was, it was enormous. <laughs> so it's like, I couldn't think of the word enormous fast enough. And so I had to repeat was, was, was right. Mm-hmm. Now the examiner knows that that repetition is due to you having to search for language, right? So a seven will we'll do that a few times, okay? But an eight, maybe once or twice, okay? And also the other part of fluency and coherence is the linking phrases. So an eight uses a ton of different linking phrases, a variety, a range of linking phrases. A seven uses some very impressive phrases and then we'll repeat some other easy ones. Yes, exactly. And that word some, right? For a seven, you have to use some. For an eight, you have to show skill in this. You have to do it skillfully. You have to use quite a wide variety, a little more on the level of what a native would do. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, So for pronunciation, I honestly think that just in my experience, you know, doing thousands of exams and teaching thousands of students, um, in my experience, the difference between a seven and an eight for pronunciation It's not due to like intonation and stress because a student to get a seven in pronunciation is usually showing those features. You have some great intonation and stress. The issue usually is the individual phonemes, right? So these sounds that are that maybe don't exist in your first language, like T-H-R-L. It's those individual phonemes that you're kind of stuck with that at a seven, like you make those mistakes with the phonemes, but at an eight, you're not making those phonetic mistakes anymore. So lots of intonation and stress, stress, and none of that um, evidence of your first language. And there are some very clear things that you guys can do to work on this. You need to work on those phonemes that cause you difficulty. You've got to identify them. These specific phonemes that are hard for you, like maybe the TH or the R, and then drill those. You need to mimic native speakers so that you can start practicing saying it the way you need to say it on test day if you're going to push up to that eight. Yeah, totally. YouTube's a great resource, guys. There are some wonderful, wonderful English teachers on YouTube that their specialty is pronunciation and they'll show you what to do with your your lips, your teeth, your tongue, your throat, all of these things that um, uh, make different sounds. So watch those first, because as an adult, you need to know the details. You need to know exactly what you're not doing, right? So watch those pronunciation videos first. And then like Aubrey said, just drill, just say these difficult sounds in the words over and over again. All right. Awesome. Vocab. What do we got for vocab? 
Yeah. So four and eight, you have a wider variety of vocabulary, idioms, phrasal verbs, slang. And again, we have that some for a seven. You have to use some of this for a seven. But for an eight, you must use a wide variety. You must use it skillfully, right? Exactly. And then both require paraphrasing. So it's interesting how that repetition of vocabulary and repetition of ideas Mm -hmm. is we're talking about your fluency and coherence score and your vocabulary. If you're repeating Mm -hmm. vocabulary, that's going to be affecting you here as well, right? And then we have for a band seven, you use idiomatic vocab and less common vocab skillfully. Oh, Oh, inaccuracies. This was interesting too. For a seven, you can have some inaccuracies. And then for an eight, occasional inaccuracies. So it's interesting, these words of fluency that IELTS uses, which are just not that clear, some versus occasional, right? You can, it's a little tricky to know exactly how many can I have? Yeah, exactly. And there is no specific number, guys. Like (laughs) the private descriptors that examiners look at, they don't tell us like, two mistakes equals an eight or whatever. Um, But I mean, we could we could attempt to give you a round number here. So I would say that this the same advice goes for vocab and grammar, because it does come down to how many mistakes you have. That could be the difference, you know. Um, So for an eight, I would say like maybe three or four mistakes for vocab and grammar, and you could still get an eight any more than that. And that's going to push you down to a seven. You know, and now it's not a hard and fast rule. Don't hold me to that. Exactly four mistakes is an eight. But it's it's a it's a broad outlook that I think is a good rule. So yeah, a lot of the same advice goes for grammar, guys. Um, so the mistakes rule, of course, and then the range. So an eight student will have a very impressive range of sentence structures, more complex sentence structures than a seven. So a complex sentence is an independent clause with a dependent clause. Here's an example. When thinking about moving abroad to England, I do feel a bit nervous. So we're using dependent clauses like with the relative pronouns, right? When, where, who, what, which, that. Um, And we just have more of those in an eight, okay? A seven will have a few complex sentences, lots of compound sentences, lots of simple sentences, um, and more than four mistakes. Yes. And this is tricky for grammar, right? You have to remember that the IELTS examiner is listening for all of this throughout your whole speaking exam. Yeah. So you can't just use like two two or three complex sentences in part one and then think like, check, I got it. And now I'm going to use just simple sentences the whole rest of the exam. It's much more holistic than that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And dude, like you guys want to finish strong in part three. That's your last impression to the examiner. So you want to leave them. You want to make part three your most impressive part. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you're trying to game the system, I would say part three is the most important because it's the hardest. And that's where you really show the the complicated range of your ability for all of these skills. Um, So yeah, overall, guys, uh, just remember that an eight will have some mistakes, but not a lot, and a wider range of all the great stuff. A seven will have more mistakes, a lot of perfect things, but more mistakes, and only showing, showing some of this ability to use great vocab, to use great grammar. Yeah. Oh, I'm really excited for you guys to have a better idea of what the examiner's listening for. I feel like that is really the key on test day. You've put in the practice 
to really know what the examiner is listening for specifically and not have it be just sort of vague and abstract can really give you, you the confidence to feel ready, to know that you're ready. Exactly, exactly. And if you want more help from us to get ready for the exam, check out our course, guys, online, lifetime access now, allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S. All right. Awesome. Aubrey, I'll see you tomorrow. Awesome. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.